0: There are moments in the day, often, where I just breathe and I'm like, you know what, Lord, you're sovereign over my life. And this is not how I saw this going at all. But I trust you and I love you and I want your will more than I want my will. Hey gals, this is Christy Young with The Gritty Gospel, and I'm super excited to be here with y'all tonight. Um, But I gotta be honest, part of the reason that I'm recording tonight is because I have had a very long, very hard day. And I just wanted to be with you ladies in it. And I wanted to have a chance to, as I'm in the trenches, to encourage other women in the trenches uh, in all of life and parenting and discipleship and homeschooling in all of it's hard. All of it's hard when you're aiming to do it with a biblical worldview, to keep Christ at center, and I just want to encourage you. And so, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're listening. I thought this would be a great opportunity, too. I realize I have not explained why I decided to name the podcast The Gritty Gospel, but in the way that I'm feeling right now, it helps give me clarity on my desire to clarify that for all of the listeners Uh, gritty as defined by the webster's new college dictionary anyway gritty is defined as demonstrating resolution and fortitude and can i tell you that to me if we desire to pursue christ and to follow christ we for sure are going to need to be gritty to demonstrate resolution and fortitude in our walk with Jesus, in our pursuit of Christ, in our daily commitment to the discipline of Bible study. And it's frankly the only way we're gonna survive in this world to be able to persevere to the end and cloak our minds with a biblical worldview and to be able to walk this out with our families, with our friends, uh, and to be a model for our kids. And so today, I don't know how many of you guys actually homeschool, but we do. And uh, but I know that whether we homeschool or not, parenting is hard. And today has been a crazy hard day for me. Uh, but I also I debated about whether or not to record a video tonight. But then I thought this is the whole point of the podcast to encourage women where we are when we're in the trenches when we are having the hardest day because we're aiming to do something hard in the discipleship of our kids and in the raising and training of uh, of godly kids i guess with the aim of raising godly children and so i wanted to i have so all day i don't need to get into it all but just to give you some background so that you can appreciate that we walk the same course and all of us just to the right and left of each other I have dealt with discipline issues, refereeing between kids. There's just sin uh, put on display all day, every day at my house, right? Uh, Myself included. And so, but man, I mean, we, and then we have a little mini farm. So we are always having issues with animals or something getting loose and I don't know goats running places they shouldn't go I don't know hogs coming down our hill into our invisible fence with our dogs it's just crazy so good we wouldn't trade it for the world but it's always something right and then we jumped today's our first day back to school really for the year this year and I have put in I have put in time in every capacity in terms of, because I've learned in order to homeschool well, it's really not even, it is about homeschooling, 50%, 49% actually about getting a homeschool schedule, getting a good uh, rhythm, uh, figuring out which which books we're going to study, what curriculum we're going to use, all of that jazz that's like specifically academic However, my world cr- can crumble over not having a meal plan in place, not knowing what I'm going to cook for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I've learned before the school year starts, I need to make sure that we have a meal plan in place, that we have groceries set, that we know uh, really without without me having to use brain power, exactly what we're having to eat for every meal so that it can go quickly and just without thought. And then... Uh, In addition, chore charts. I need my kids to know to be executing well their chores. I need to make sure that they know to get up and to get which things they need to bust out first thing in the morning. Uh, We just need to make all that clear because without those two things operating well, I can't do what I do. I mean, we can't homeschool well if no one's getting chores done. The house is a wreck. We can't find things. We have no clean dishes to eat meals. We have no clean, I don't know, no clean clothing. It just can quickly become a disaster. So, I have over the last couple of weeks put in, have redone chore charts. I have put in new uh, meal plan prep so that to try to simplify meal plan prep as we could jump into school again because, again, that can kill me and discourage me really in the first couple of weeks of getting back into the rhythm of school. Okay. So, and then I've Additionally, done the other 49% where we've, like, I've thought about poured over, really, which curriculums we're going to use, what do we want to change, what worked well, what didn't. Uh, Anyway, for another time, I'd love to talk about all that stuff. If anyone would like to hear it, I have some great ideas. Things that work for us with a large family because we do have uh, six kiddos. So it's a lot. And we have four that are in school now, uh, grades one through seventh grade. But then we do have two little people, like, running amok during the day. And so y'all can imagine. It's crazy. And so, but I am here because I want to tell you this, Mom, I love you, and I am in the trenches with you, and I am proud of you, and you need to hear that. Your Heavenly Father, as you aim to disciple your kids in the trenches when you're dealing with sin and discipline issues, but you have one foot in the fire, in the fight with your children, and I don't mean actually fighting, but you get what I mean, that that we are in it to prepare them, equip them for eternity. Our goal is to help them turn to the Lord to desire to obey us because it brings God glory, to serve well because it brings God glory, to do all that they do with good attitudes because it brings God glory. Not because mom has said so, not because dad has said so, not because we have chore charts and things in place that command you to do so before you can swim or play or whatever. No, it's because we aim to serve a good, gracious God who has done so much for us that out of our great love for him, we would be obedient to our parents, that we would would honor them because he calls us to do so. Those are the lessons that I deeply desire my kids to learn. And so I just want you to know Mama, I am with you in the trenches and and the days are hard. And so back to my original point, we started back to back to school today and I faithfully the first week and the first couple of days especially are always a torrential downpour for me. Somehow they are overwhelming, there are more sin issues, there are more uh, disobedience issues with little people or big people fighting. I don't, you know, you name it, it happens in the first week of trying to get back into a rhythm. And I believe it's because of the enemy. I I don't think he wants me doing what I'm doing. And anytime that we're engaged in godly discipleship of our kids, whether we homeschool or not, I think the enemy would love to sideswipe us, deter us, discourage us, distract us, Help us to get preoccupied with something else, or to put our kids in front of a tablet or a screen instead of dealing with the heart of the matter in the moment. Uh, to be able to teach them, disciple them, teach them a more godly way—a way different from the culture. And so, man, but in those moments, I believe, and I want to encourage you, and I want to—I want to encourage myself because I always need encouragement as well, that we need to dig in in those moments to find the the root of the heart issue, to address it in a godly way, and to bring scripture to mind to help our kids know that these are, I don't know, that we are not uh, wrestling with behavior for the sake of wrestling with behavior. We're trying to get to the the, heart issue, because really, if God calls us to be repentant for salvation. Man, dude, I desperately desire my children to learn to repent over sin before me and before God so that they can then appreciate that they have to repent before a holy God uh, for deep sin and for simple sin. And for then that, that's another thing that God cares about all of the simple, what we would consider um, the most respectable sins as that incredible book points out. And so I, anyway, I just think that it's so good for us to point out sin every day and to bring to mind what God's standard is for us and for our children and to hold our kids to that standard, regardless of what the culture says. Uh, because the culture standard is much lower, or a more much more fluid than what God's standard is, and the thing is, the reason we hold God's standard is because God is such a holy God, a good God, our Creator God, who's literally given us life and breath, blood pumping through our veins, a heart that is working without me volitionally doing anything because he is a good good father and not only that but then to offer us salvation when we don't deserve it anyway all of that i hope to impress upon my children and i know that you do too and so mama i'm proud of you keep putting one put one foot before the next and persevering in the discipleship of your kids and i wanted to tell y'all in the event you don't know and cling to this verse. I love this verse, and I love hearing what which Bible verses, man, have impacted other people. So I want to share one that has impacted me. I would love to hear about the ones that you cling to yourself. Um Mine, I mean, I literally probably think about it every day. Uh, it's Proverbs sixteen nine, and it says that the heart of a man plans his course, but the Lord establishes his steps. And ladies, I cannot tell you how much I have needed the, I almost, this is like balm to my spirit because I could I could almost cry talking about it because I make great plans, right? As a homeschooling mom, an A-type person, I already told you in a previous video, I have had this past of being an attorney. Uh, I graduated at the top of my class and made great grades. I am like, I like to be diligent. That's just who God has made me to be. And then blessed me with the ability to be diligent, even though I have a tremendous number of other shortcomings. However, God is always refining us, sanctifying us, humbling us in every way. And so the Lord has impressed upon me the magnitude of this verse, that my heart, the heart of man, my heart would like to plan my steps. I want to make plans, and I want to execute them, and I want to execute them well. Well, God faithfully every day divinely interrupts my plans every day it does i mean it can be from the simplest thing to the thing uh, to something of a large magnitude but every day god reminds me that christy you are creation and i love you but you are not god and my, i will establish your steps what your the plans that you make for yourself the goals that you have the and and of course it goes without saying that the Holy Spirit is within me, working in me for his glory and for my good. But that doesn't mean that I make plans that are always in line with God's will. No, he will rewrite, reroute my steps and he will faithfully do that to you. And so my encouragement is this, mama, know this verse and then say it to yourself like balm, when you make plans and they don't go like you've planned for them. In fact, let it be a moment for you to praise a holy God for establishing and directing your steps in a way that he knows is better for his glory. And in some way, it matters for eternity. And so don't get upset. Okay, well, and I've got to take my own advice because here and there, I have to take a minute to breathe. There are moments in the day often where i just breathe and i'm like you know what lord you're sovereign over my life and this is not how i saw this going at all but i trust you and i love you and i want your will more than i want my will i realize i'm a peon i don't know what's good or better i don't know how you can use me today in ways that I haven't even fathomed. And I pray that he would use me. So I've got to be willing to be flexible and let go of my plans and know that I'm not God. So mama, be encouraged when your plans don't go your way. Know that that is good and it's comforting because scripture is true and it's just playing out as true, that the Lord will establish your steps. And then, man, okay, so I wanted to read this verse too from 1 Timothy 2.15. It says this. So in the prior context of these verses, it's talking about how Eve sinned, you know, Eve and Adam sinned, but Eve was the initial transgressor. And that's what they're talking about, that um, Eve was deceived and did become a transgressor, a sinner. And because prior to that, Adam and Eve had no sin. They knew no sin until they um, partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then after that, Their eyes were opened and sin entered the human race. Well, so verse 15 says this. It's 1 Timothy 2.15. Yet she will be saved. So even though she's a sinner, even though we as women are all sinners, humans, the human race is sinful. Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And we are no different. We are a part of that group. But God says this yet she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. And can I tell you, okay, it goes without saying, well, nothing goes without saying because you don't, some people, you don't know things until you read them and know them. So we are not actually saved by means of salvation, having salvation through childbearing. This verse does not mean that literally we will have eternal life by bearing children. I love just the illumination that MacArthur places on this verse. And I'm going to just start with his words and not mine. He says this. "Um, It's, well, it's very clear. The New Testament teaching that we will have salvation by grace alone through faith alone. And so there's no there are no works on our part that can be done for us to earn salvation and that's great news because we we tend as humans to strive and strive and strive to be good enough in our marriages to be good enough as parents to be good enough in our careers to be good enough well you and i both know we've if you've lived any measure of time on this earth you will fail you will drop the ball, you will hurt someone, you will mess up, you will sin, you will misspeak and say something that you didn't really intend to say, or in anger say something you should not have said. And so, man, I praise God that we do not have to earn our salvation. Because then the beautiful news of that is that we can't lose our salvation, we can do nothing to lose our salvation once we have it, because we did nothing to earn it in the first place. And so this verse, though, when it says that women will be saved through childbearing, MacArthur says this, Paul is teaching that even though a woman bears the stigma of being the initial instrument who led the race into sin, the human race into sin, it is women through childbearing who may be preserved or freed from that stigma by raising a generation of godly children. And it goes on to say that, of course, Not every woman will bear children. You know, we have all, all of us have different walks. We've been called to different things. And the Lord is establishing our steps in unique ways. But for those of us who have been called to childbearing and have been blessed with children, it is childbearing and childrearing. Um, I actually read in an article that MacArthur wrote, he said that, This phrase, women will be saved through childbearing, contemplates all of managing a home, all of home management. So as we are organizing the home, planning meals, doing grocery shopping, raising children, disciplining children, discipling children, giving them baths, washing the sheets, cleaning the house, uh, all the things that we do, cleaning out the fridge, cleaning out the car, uh, maybe mowing the grass, helping out with outside chores, supporting our husbands. Um, all of the the multitude and the magnitude of all that we take on as a role to serve our families well, all of that will hold us, preserve us, protect us, and help us persevere to the end um, in Christ. When we do all those things with—I want to read the last part of that verse— uh, 1 Timothy, yeah, two fifteen. Um, if we continue in faith, love, and holiness with self-control, so if we, if we take on our roles as wives and mothers, it's childbearing is a means through which we will be sa- heavily sanctified, and if we can continue in faith, trusting Christ through it all clinging to Him through it all, staying in the Word of God uh, with our hope secure, loving, continuing in love out of a great love, appreciating too what Christ has done for us so that we are motivated out of love to serve our families well, to serve our husbands well, to serve our children well, to serve our church well, to serve our neighbor well, all of those things because because of our knowledge of what wretches we really are, as Paul describes in Scripture. calls himself a wretch we are no different we are sinners undeserving of grace and but if we can be motivated by christ's love for us and his mercy toward us so that then we would then pour out man magnanimous love and mercy toward our families toward our husbands toward our little people our tiny humans that drive us nuts every day um man that is how we will persevere and be saved through childbearing that it literally all of all of the sanctifying traits that god the patience the lord grows in us the long suffering the lord grows in us as we pursue parenthood and discipleship and training our children and managing our homes and we aim to do it for god's glory he is literally bearing fruit in us, and all of these things, patience, long-suffering, perseverance, uh, mercy, grace, these beautiful fruits that only come through suffering. And then, y'all, I mean, parenting is suffering, especially when you're in it to not for yourself, not for comfort, not to live the best life, coziest life, uh, and not to get take the easiest way out. When you're literally investing your days and your time, and you view it as a you view your parenting as a mission field, man, all of that time is, you are a living sacrifice offering all of your best energies to the Lord in the raising and training of your kids. Kudos to you, mom. Keep it up. Keep doing it. And let us encourage one another and sharpen one another as we continue to prioritize the discipleship of our kids. And then I think that this verse is incredibly encouraging because in the very role that the culture would say is maybe not valuable, or that you're easily replaceable, or I don't know, like, just is it really worth your time if you can go out and make pretty good money with the same amount of time. Um, I love it that God says, I'm going to use childbearing child rearing as a means to save my girls. And he means that in light of all that I've already said, that he is going to use child rearing and managing a home and raising kids, discipling, training children to sanctify us, to it's, and I know that you've probably heard this reference, but you know how you heat up silver when you heat up silver to to the place, to the point where it's literally boiling and all of the impurities rise, then they can literally scoop off the impurities and the silver is refined to be beautiful and pure in a way that it was not before it was heated to the point of boiling. And so you guys, I feel like motherhood and parenting, it's kind of like us being in the boiling pot that the temperature gets turned up and we get tested in the fire But then, man, if we can continue in faith, in love, in holiness, with self-control, that then, man, those impurities, as they rise, the Lord will skim them off to then make us more holy, more like Him, more righteous, man, to value the things He values, to, man, He's just actively sanctifying us. And to me, that causes me to dig in, to have grit, and to want to to desire to persevere and to be steadfast and to put one foot in front of the next to continue to do day by day, faithfully to pour into my little people to with the aim of bringing the Lord to mind every day, because he is worth it. And he deserves worship and glory. And then they, I want nothing more for them than to know and walk with and be saved by Jesus. And so We've got to model that for them. And so I just wanted to encourage y'all, you can tell by the way I look, I've had a hard day, but I love the Lord. I'm so grateful that I get to do and have the privilege to do what I do every day. I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I just want to dig in and I want to encourage you to dig into on the hardest of days. Know the enemy is at your back. He would love to discourage you. He would love for you to quit. He would love for you to throw up your hands and be done or to plop your kids with someone else or in front of a screen or I don't and not that you can't do that right because we've all you know we all need a break or you know whatever and so but man to take the bulk of the time that we've been given and to make the best use of the time knowing that the days are short uh is wise counsel from God's word so ladies I love you I just want to encourage you to keep going I am with you in the trenches I love you dearly and we will talk soon love you friend